0: Uh, We welcome you back to Uptime Community. We're glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is May 30th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. If you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. Here's the bad news. I do have to give you that first. We're all sinners, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. But the good news is that our debt, or sins, have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross. He died for our sins, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved from eternal damnation. And you will begin to start wanting to live for him and not for the world. As Scripture states, we become ambassadors for Christ. And, uh, of course, you can find the gospel message, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. We thank you for coming on with us. Um, I do want to open up with our usual uptime panel. Just want to let you know that, uh, brother Michael Pels could not make it tonight. Uh, he is, uh, currently getting things ready, um, getting settled into his new home. And, uh, he did discuss that last week with us and it's great. Praise God. He was able to get, get a house and, um, a place where he can call home, a place where he can, uh, be able to freely broadcast from, do his recordings from. Um, and, uh, we'll, We'll possibly see more of him uh, in the future, Lord willing, if we're still here, obviously. Verse of the day day does come from BibleGateway.com. Psalm 56.4, in God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Before I do uh, welcome the panel, of course, I just want to say that um, my boys, I have twin boys, and they... uh, they are currently, uh, well, today, they had gone for tryouts for a uh, for a travel ball team, uh, for baseball travel ball. And uh, I am so happy. I am so uh, uh, proud of these boys and what they have done and have grown up to be. Uh, they're going to be 10 uh, next month. And, uh, you know, it's it's really a joy to see them grow. It really is. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention here, and uh, it came to mind, is the fact that they're going to tryouts and they always have, you usually have an expectation, expectation of winning, um, getting to be part of a team. And not only that, when you are part of a team, you go out expecting to win, right? You always have that expectation. And when I'm thinking about it, you know, we're all part of a team here. We really are not just the panelists, not the people on uptime, but you as well, too, the audience. We're all part of this. We're all part of this uh, this team, uh, Team Jesus, if you want to call it that. But we are part of an amazing team. And you know what? We don't have to try out. There are no tryouts here. You know, the Lord freely gives, and we shouldn't freely give in return, obviously. But there's no tryouts here. And secondly... You are part of a winning team. We are all part of a winning team. Think about that. Isn't that amazing? Not many people can say, Oh, I'm going to be on a team that's going to win, definitely, without a doubt. They have the expectation of winning, but here we know we are part of a winning team. And that's just an amazing thing to me. I just had to point that out. We do bring back Brother Bob Barber, Brother Bob Hagen, and Brother. Kevin Hookman. Hello, G- winning team,
1: gentlemen. Hey, everybody, uh, the winning side.
2: We
0: are part of a winning team. Just think about that,
2: folks. Just think yeah. of it. Let
0: that sink in. We Hard win in the eternal
2: winning team. <laughs> yeah, it's right. not just a uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's not even a G- Jesus already overcame the world. Right. So it's like it's like the team that won. Okay, the we're team just that waiting want, for Jesus yeah. to close this thing out. That's right. Okay, we are. We've already won the war. Okay. Mm. You know, after Jesus' death, blood, and resurrection in 30 A.D., two thousand years later, we're looking for 2030. And mm. I was just explaining that to my sons today. It's so interesting going through all that, you know. And I'm so glad that uh, the Messiah 30, 2030, had that video come out. That's a lot of great information. It just makes you wonder why it took some so long to put that information out. Like what are trying <laughs> to put it out? You know, but I guess uh, God has his timing because if you were to put that out, like, say, 2018, everybody would be like, ah, we don't want to hear that. We want to go home next year. Or we want to go home in 2022 at the end of the street to cycle, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but now when it, people are like, man, what's we? what do we have to look forward to now? It's a new seven-year cycle. But then someone comes along, hey, look at this, 2030, look at the parallels, look what happened. You know, and it's a and it's get everybody excited because we know it's a seven year Shemitah cycle. It's a seven year tribulation and all the information now is pointing towards Jesus return in 2030. And the fact this we have the 2030 deadline of our enemies of the World Economic Forum right. and uh, the World Health Organization, the U.N., all these global institutions have a deadline of 2032. How about that, Kevin? How about that? What are they so worked up for about 2030? It's got to be a
3: coincidence. Yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) There's a race for 2030, man. They need to get their act together. Satan needs to build his army Mm -hmm. and be prepared for not clouds crack open when the church returns with Jesus Christ on those horses. Mm All right, He's getting ready for war. That's what he's getting ready for. It's going to be a short-lived war. It's going to be like, bam, Jesus speaks the word and they all die. It's not even mm-hmm. going to be a fight,
4: yeah.
2: you know.
3: Well, things well, are things are accelerating too. I'll just put my one cent in here. Things are accelerating uh, to the to the point now where um, every every day it's you know it's hard to believe some of this the laws that are being passed, some of the things that we're hearing that are you know are okay with the world that are completely in contradiction to the word of God, that the world every day proves the word. Is what I say. You know, every, every day you look outside your window, and, you know, it may be a beautiful day, but the spiritual warfare is getting thicker and thicker. And like Bob was saying, it, it just can't go on. God, this can't, this can't go on very much longer. Um, it's just, it's just like a balloon with, air being blown into it and it's getting bigger and bigger and you know, it's going to pop. It mm-hmm. just doesn't have, you know, mm-hmm. what do you think of that Kev? Cause I, I don't think that there's a whole lot longer, uh, you know, dates, um, but
1: yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, you, where, where we, where we, we, we look at things and we see that it's gotta be close, but we always have to measure time in God's timing. And, you know, it, 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 when it talks about, you know, a thousand years is like a day and stuff like that, that's, that's a long time. That's a lot of difference between two, two timeframes. Um, And so to us, it seems like it it should have already happened or it, it, it could happen any second. And although that being true, we're also not necessarily surprised when it goes a little longer either. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's much time left, but that's all relative. Um, however, there is a a closing window uh, that, that that that's occurring because we've talked about this a few times. How things are lined up so much right now that they're not going to stay aligned this way forever, right? And and like some of the technology that the Bible talks about. Um, is going it's going to get even greater than that technology if it continues and if it gets greater than that then you actually have no flesh you have all transhuman and then everybody's you know there's no saving there's no salvation there's no coming back to nothing so there's there's definitely a time frame here that we're seeing everything lining up so and I agree with you I mean the lawlessness in this world right now and the acceleration of that is a major clue and a major key to to us about you know that his he's coming back very soon. Not only that, that scripture
3: mm-hmm. a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Yeah, you know this AI and all these other these transhuman things and all this other stuff that uh, we're hearing about. And, um,
1: they just um, approved um, implants. Of computer chips in the brain, the FDA did. So now that is is on the cusp of occurring. Gee, so exciting. you know, there's not there's not <coughs> there's not a lot more you can go from there, right? I mean, it's it, it's getting very close. We also know that, like Bob said, uh, Jesus Jesus um, left this earth about two thousand years ago. We're just shy of about two thousand years. It seems like things would line up for him to come back after 2,000 2000 years later. Um, There's a lot of parallels in there with, like, creation being seven days long, right? And that um, if one day is 1,000 years, that would be 7,000 years total. And we know that the millennium is 1,000 years long, so you take 1,000 off of 7,000 and you get 6,000. And a lot of people who, if you go back through the lineage and, and the chronolo- chronology of ages of people who died from Adam to Jesus, you're looking at about four thousand years. Mm. So four thousand plus two thousand plus one thousand equals seven thousand. So it, it's it's all kind of it's perfect. It's, it, I it just doesn't seem like it's a mm. it's like just a sheer coincidence, right? Yeah, Uh, And the fact that all these things that Jesus said would happen and that the apostles said would happen at the end, we're seeing those things take place. It just all lines up that we are in at the end here of this period of time.
0: Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like it's like if you if you it's like when Jesus came back, he said, you know, you could see the signs that I'm coming back now. And you'll know the signs, he's talking to believers, when I come back the next time. And yes. I think that we would err greatly if we did not recognize all of these things that he talked about that would, that would take place. I mean, the lawlessness that is rampant all the way up to the very top of the leaders of countries is just it's astounding. It's, yeah. it's it's It's, un, it's, it's unprecedented in human history, yeah. of how bad it's gotten here. And so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Hagan. It's 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 on the door. It's it's at the door. He's at the door. It's right there. You know, look
2: what's happening. Um, You know, on the Hal Turner show, some, some of you might know about this already by now, but the Hal Turner radio show announced that they believe now, according to their sources, that World War III will begin this uh, June 12th through the 24th. OK, that will mm-hmm. be the beginning of World War three somewhere in there. OK, now that should get everybody's attention, because according to my studies and what I've been doing here for the last 10 to 12 years, chronicling dreams and stuff like that, the rapture resurrection happens around the beginning of World War three.
0: Mm-hmm. OK,
2: so you have that. And, uh, you know, the other thing I want to point out, too, is uh, beginning of World War two. Which happened on uh, September 1st, uh, 1939, when Hitler invaded Poland from the West. And two days later, he had France and Britain declare war on Germany, okay? Mm-hmm. So that was the beginning of World War II. And that began in September 1939, which also was the first year of the seven-year cycle that led up to the next seven-year cycle, which was the rebirth of Israel. When Israel got a power-up, got a, it got elevated, okay? So now we're here looking at the beginning of World War III in the first year of this seven-year cycle. History is repeating itself now. Mm -hmm. And at the end of all this, if this is going to be the case, we're going to see Israel once again get an incredible level up Mm -hmm. at the end of World War III and at at the end of this seven-year cycle. And by the way, that 1939-1946 was a dry run seven-year tribulation cycle. So we're seeing a parallel perfectly line up right now since World War II began at the beginning of that seven-year cycle. Now we're seeing the beginning of World War III at the beginning of this cycle, Mm -hmm. okay? Not to mention the plethora of all the celestial warning signs we saw in the previous seven-year cycle, okay, Mm -hmm. indicating what's going to happen in this cycle, all right? And to top all that off, like you're talking about there, Kevin, Going to 2030, and we have this projection for the next seven years that says Jesus returns to 2030. I mean, come on!
0: I'm getting excited.
2: I mean, I'm getting excited. I'm mean, woo! Yeah, but you, you really on. got to be excited, all right? Yeah. Because come on. there's a lot of you know, I just um. It's, I, I think I hear
3: oh, a faint. Show? I think I hear faintly. I hear a shofar. It might be Boucher though. I
1: think. I think, <laughs> I think the key here, though, is that none of us are. <laughs> are surprised that that now is the season like none of us would be surprised if the rapture occurred none of us would be surprised if 2030 actually was when we all return with jesus uh, for the millennial reign The, the the key is is that we're told to watch and we're told not to be deceived right those are really the two main things that we need to be doing here um of course spreading the gospel is, is key is number one but Jesus says do not be deceived he says to 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 watch he gave many parables about watching uh you know we, we, we just need to continue to do those things and then and basically not be surprised not be uh, blown around by the wind like we see all the time out there for people in the world that lack discernment given by the Holy Spirit. You have that discernment, that grounding, that you're solidly planted, right? You're not gonna be blown around and then caught away or, or snatched away by some horrible doctrine, by some somebody's truth. We know what the truth is and as Greg, you said that at the very beginning, Jesus says, I am the truth, right? So if all mm-hmm. roads lead to Jesus and he's the truth and then someone says something that right. disagrees with the teachings, then you know that they're not from Jesus. And so you have to reject those things. And the and Apostle Paul says, do not partake with uh, with them. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what we're, we're not to be part of that world system. We're supposed to be set apart. And I think that we're seeing that. Uh, every so often uh, now, especially Bob, with like, you know, th- I was talking to Steve earlier this week. He The first thing he said to me is that the salt's still in the world. The salt is still here. The yeah. light is still here. We are still restraining. We're still making a difference. And they want us out of here so bad. Mm-hmm. They want to cancel us so bad. They want us removed. They want out of here. And Why? So they won't be restrained anymore, so they'll be able to do whatever they please in
2: their own eyes. Amen. Amen. yeah right now, America you know America has been declared by many economists to be a in a permanent state of failure, okay mm-hmm. in a permanent state of failure. there's all because of of course uh, you know Biden he won't curb his spending. Right. And th- he's basically trying to suck every single penny out of every single American, any way, shape, or form, so that that way they could fund their green agenda. All right, and we're having all that taking place right now, and this legislation is just—it's unbelievable, and it's such lawlessness. Like you're talking about, Kevin, yeah. and it's getting so bad. You know, you have um. Like I said, the, the, the Democrats and the United Republicans, allies, they control every single center of power in this country now, mm. okay? If we're living during a different time, Biden and much most of if not his entire cabinet, would have been held for treason right now, yeah. right? They would have been arrested and thrown in prison. Well, they're not that doing their jobs right, right now. They're, they they're, they're not only in, not doing they their jobs. would have been jobs.
3: thrown in prison, but treason. If it had been a different time period, other things would have happened to them. Which I'm, I'm not sure.
1: well, they're not. Yeah. They're not, not only not doing their jobs. They're actually not enforcing laws that are on the books. And like you said, they're not. They're not protecting the American people. Like people who um, are in self-defense of those who are attacking them, they'll throw the, those people in jail and then they'll Mm -hmm. praise the people who are attacking them. I mean, this is the type of lawlessness that's going on right now where they have their narrative and their agenda, and they're going to go full steam ahead, and anything that stands in their way, they're going to either imprison or they're going to, you know, as as Chuck Schumer said, they have seven ways to Sunday to shut you down. They'll come after you.
3: Hold up, Chuck, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's the same guy, though, that, that when that bill came to the Senate. Uh, and they said, Hey, this is to curb spending. Chuck Schumer said, this is a non-starter. Like, no, I'm just not going to cut any spending. And so that's why we're in the state that we're in right now with, uh, with this debt ceiling crisis. But I mean, let's be honest, this country's not coming out of any hole. It's going deeper into a hole. It's not yeah. it, <laughs> it, I mean, it's the printing of money. Um, is is just? I mean, thirty trillion. You can't even imagine. It's how
3: It's even. Big that number is. It's so. It's so much more than that, Kevin. It's, of in, the, it's in the hundreds of trillions of dollars. Oh it's, yeah, It's, in, so, uh, it's yeah. so far beyond what we can even imagine. It's. It's yeah. just a. Uh, you know, we you can't live your life. We can't live our lives like that. But the government, oh yeah, we're. You know, and it's all. They don't want to do anything about. Defense spending—they, they, you know—they—they they want to keep increasing that, so we can keep giving money to different individuals. I don't, I don't Maybe know. we do, but we're the U.S. government. Yeah, they, <laughs> you, the U.S. government. Yeah. I mean, you know these guys—it's you know, you know, like a comedy show watching these guys.
1: It's but you know what they're making it easy on us for? They're making it easy on us to want to leave this place. Yeah. They're making it really easy for us to not want to look back like Lot's wife. They're making it really oh, yeah. easy on us.
2: Well, that's easy for us to do. Of course, for us being believers, man, I'm not going to be looking back at all when that trumpet <laughs> right. sounds, man. Exactly. You, know, the, you know, the world culture wars have really framed up and set up a full-scale conservative platform now to go against Christians. You know why? Because Conservative Christians – They're 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 being out and about. They're being loud now. They're speaking out against uh, the Alphabet Kids. Okay, we're speaking out against them. We're speaking out against Disney. We're speaking out against all the stuff that's going on there. Stuff they're trying to put in stores. All that crap. And you know, for a country that seeks inclusion for all, that's what they're pushing. And here we are saying no, nah, they can't have this, they can't have nah. this, we can't have that. Guess what? We're being branded by we're being branded as enemy number one now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're doing everything, and they are they are positioning themselves to justify shutting us all down,
1: right?
2: And maybe even going further after it's all said and done. Okay, it's hat that's happening now here in the United States.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you right? know that the, that the head of Google, now. the head of Google AI, said that I, he wants to make AI Google AI a God Why? and that then that that will be the truth the truth and that all yeah. other truths will be rejected you see that's what they're setting this all up for though they're all they're they're setting all this up to to basically destroy Jesus destroy Christianity destroy the actual truth and replace it with their truth the anti-truth
2: mm-hmm yeah, AI, AI. You know, even the military now. A lot of military members are coming out now saying that, yeah, hey, this is a, this is horrible. You know, people there in the AI industry that helped create AI, a thousand signed a petition that said, get rid of it. All right, yeah. shut it down. It's going to destroy the whole world. And it's like that, Skynet in the yeah, Terminator. You know,
3: they could, they 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 created Skynet, but then Skynet took became its own
2: god. I'll be back. Get yeah. Back. <laughs> and that's what they're afraid. That you were right on that one.
1: That was good. Well, you're the. Terminator. It's true, though. You know, you're right. I mean, it's it, listen. If this is all setting up for the end. And listen, if this is not it, what could be it? I mean, yeah. this is different than any other time in human history. Okay, that this is exactly going to be go into the time like. No other in human history. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus said it was going to be, and you can tell that people are rejecting the truth willfully. They know what the truth is, but they but they don't like it. You see, they're re, they've rejected it, and they've made up their own truths. And now the evil is beget be begetting evil, right? It is compounding, and it is is swelling. And then you see like these mass of people. Go out at night to terrorize, and then you see more join them. And sounds then they worse put it than on social media.
0: Sounds and worse than more
1: people get in. Yeah,
0: right. It sounds worse than comp- compounding interest.
1: Yeah, no. It's, it's much the, worse it's
0: than, it's than the,
3: that. You know, it's a rule. It's, it's ruled by mob. It's uh yeah. yeah. The the term democracy hmm. really, really, when you get right down to it, you know, this is supposed to be a representative form of government that we live in. Mm-hmm. This is not supposed to be, you know, this never was supposed to be a democracy. Democracy right. is mul- is ruled by mob. Right. Is what, is what the definition mm-hmm. of it is. It was never, this country was never founded to be a democracy. So that, you know, that word is thrown around. It's just, it's like the word transparency it drives me crazy. I hate that word because, oh, you know, we're going to do everything we're doing is transparent. It's about as transparent <laughs> as the dark. <laughs> sludge in the bottom of a sewer. That's yeah. how it's transparent. That that does not sound good. Okay. Thank you, Sid. You know, Greg,
2: yeah. if you had a if you had like a bull uh clip on here, I would run it right now. Like <laughs> a bull, something jumping like a bull or something. <laughs> bullhead comes in like a bullhead. Maybe I'll make that video for you. You know, I don't know. We'll do it on the next one. <laughs>
3: You know, they're saying everything, Bob, they're saying everything is, you know, all the stuff they're doing is to is to is to inform the American people so that we all know what's going on when they're not Mm -hmm. telling not even the smallest amount of truth. Right. And then and then we're we're doing is we're trying to stand up for the you know, there is a hope. The the hope is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ said he was the, the way, the truth and the life. No man comes into the Father but by him and not by Buddha, it's not by Muhammad, it's not by going to the church of Jesus Christ of the latter-day saints or hanging off a you know a cliff with a string around your waist. It's none of that stuff. It's because it's not of works lest any man should we could not do it of our hmm. own selves. Jesus Christ had to come and live his life and lay down his life for us to take the sins of the world. And people say, "Well, that's just a religious crutch," you're saying there, Hagan. If you want to think it's a crutch, that's your privilege. Mm-hmm. But I want to be yoked together with is that that clip that Greg was showing at the beginning, the mm-hmm. King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, my Jesus. Okay, if you if you want to give this Jesus a try, don't wait till tomorrow afternoon at three mm-hmm. thirty. Do it now, you know. Almost him. sound like an evangelist, do I? Well, you consider get this it,
1: though. You're getting there. If they if they don't give him that chance and they attempt to do it on their own, they have no chance.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: You know, you know, And we are but, forgiven. Yeah. We are forgiven. We are forgiven. We are forgiven. Amen. And that's that, that's a that's a little bit of a, a plug for what I what I have coming up tomorrow.
1: There's no condemnation um, in yeah. him, right? There's no condemnation mm-hmm. in him mm-hmm. there that but without him, all there is is condemnation mm-hmm. because you have nothing. You have no advocate. OK, you, you don't go. believe in in, yeah. in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. You don't accept the free gift. You don't have an advocate. Yeah. You don't get to go to the father with with any confidence whatsoever of anything. The fact is, I think I think most of those people hope that nothing's going to happen to them after death, but yep. that's not the case. Jesus spoke about hell a lot. Well, what's the there last is- thing? What's What's the last
3: thing, Kevin, that, that anybody wants to admit? The last thing that anybody wants to admit. And this this sounds <clears throat> sounds very redundant, and it is. Is it the last thing that a man or a woman want to admit? Is that they're wrong? Yeah, you know, and hey. I, I'm wrong. I can't do this myself. Right. And that's not when you do that, you are not a weak person. You become a meek person. You become somebody mm. who's humble. You know, uh, Bob, Greg, myself, Kevin, other people, the people who are in the chat room that are, that are born again, have all had to come to the point where they realize they could not do it of their own strength. It says when we were yet without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. You've Mm -hmm. got to get in there and read those things and make them, make them your own Mm -hmm. and say, okay, this is what Jesus Christ has accomplished. And how do I, how do I get some of this? How do I, how do I get to know this Jesus Christ? Here I go with the evangelist. I can't help it tonight because this is something that's so important. It's, it's as, as, as important as knowing the times, like Bob was talking about earlier, it's important to know what times we're going through and, and the acceleration of things. And there's a possibility of World War III starting. You know, we, we hear that. And it's it's really scary and freaky in a lot of ways. But at the same time, we still have that hope. And I'll tell you one thing. If you want to have a, the hope, this is really the time. Thank you. This is the time to go for it. Not, you know, don't don't wait until next week. Don't even wait till five minutes from now, you know, and you don't have to go and confess all your sins in front of somebody in a, in a front of a church. You can just do it right where you are at home. You can say, Lord, you know, I, I need you. I can't do this on my own anymore. I want you to show me. And I tell you, Greg and I talked about this a lot and he'll show you. He shows up. It's not like having a meeting with somebody in a restaurant to go over some business thing, and all of a sudden they don't show up, and they don't show up for two, three hours, and then they might call you that night and say, oh, I forgot all about it. Jesus Christ does not forget all about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm sounding, making this too simplistic, but it's the truth. He is there. He is there, like, like Kevin was saying. He's the advocate. He's our advocate with the Father. He doesn't. He doesn't take a break in the middle of all this stuff. And say, "Well, you know what? This is getting too heavy. I think I'm going to leave now." Mm-hmm. When it gets heavier, that's when he's in, that's when he's even more in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's and and we need him more now than we ever have before, right, Bob? I mean, we well, need I love him what you more. said.
2: I love what you said earlier, Bob. That this is uh, uh, this whole democracy thing. When you have a king, what happens? The king ends up being a tyrant. When you have a democracy, what happens? You end up having a mob. Okay, you know the world is set up to operate on a kingship. Okay, all right. We're supposed to we're we're supposed to have a king. That's how it's supposed mm. to work. Only the problem is we haven't had the right king yet. Mm. All right. The closest we got was King David, or maybe mm. Solomon for a little while before he started messing up. Okay. <laughs> So the, we're, we're waiting for the perfect king. Because when you get the right king in, right, the Bible talks about the ones that, um, help me in the verse here, and I can't think about it, but, but the ones that when the, when the righteous are in rule, the people rejoice, but when the wicked are in rule, the people mourn. Okay, yeah. well, that's pretty much what's going to happen. When Jesus Christ is ruling, man, you're not going to have anybody, you're not, You just think, you're not going to have these dark shadow gu- governments no more. Mm. You're not going to have all these people in hidden places doing stuff. Everything is going to be brought out to the light. Everything is going to be out there. You're going to know what, you're going to know what, right from wrong. There's justice immediately. Man, can you imagine that? Yeah. Imagine when the rapture resurrection happens. Imagine going from this corrupt A lawless world that we are constantly bombarded with right now, and we go up to the perfect in heaven. Mm. It's it's. I tell you what, that's that's a gift for all Mm. of us living right now. Yeah, we all want because, ain't it, Greg? When you get up there, you're not going to be thinking, "Hey, don't have to worry about that." The weight of this lawless government over you no more, Mm -hmm. and people in the shadows doing what they're doing, and the wickedness, you know. It's just you don't have to think about that no more. Everything's out there. Nobody has any agendas. You don't have you're not dealing with any of that crap.
1: No, we're gonna be having a time up in the throne room watching some mm-hmm. seals being broken and praising the Lord. Amen uh, to that. That sounds a lot better and a lot more interesting than what's going on here to me. I mean, oh, I man. just you know, I'm 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 more than happy to take that gift and and go to that. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, that sounds a lot better. Right.
0: And there are no tryouts for it. There's no works yeah. involved.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't have to try out for this,
0: folks. There's yeah. no works involved here. Okay, coach. Coach <laughs> Messina. <laughs> yeah, you're right.
3: It, it was really what, you know, that the beginning um, the what you did in the beginning where you ran the clip right, I guess it was Caraway. Caleb Caraway?
0: Yes, the, well, he, the one who Put it put it together, but that was uh, SM Lockridge uh, who was yeah who was being the, the preacher. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, you listen to that, and I, I was sitting there because I'd heard that about fifteen times. Every single time that I hear that, I get mm-hmm. just so blessed because mm-hmm. hey it's the fire mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that burns away the chaff. See, that's when people say, well, why do I need Jesus Christ? Okay, I'll tell you why you need him. Because the, <laughs> the, old, the old man nature is, you know, this body is getting old and it's fallen apart. Okay. The old man nature is, you know, this body is, is deteriorating, but the new man is renewed after him. On a daily basis. How is that? Well, it's by putting the word of God on. It's by renewing your minds. It's by putting off the old man. All ah, right, cracky. Putting off the old man with all its deeds. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. But it's something that's, it's it, that's why it says it's a walk. Yeah. You know, it, the word says that we are, we are to walk as he walked. Hmm. How, how can that be? How can we walk as he walked? It must be available. It is by the renewed mind. Mm. And it's something that it it takes some work, Greg. It's not an easy thing to do. Mm. You know, we never came on here and said this was going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. You know, no problems. You're never going to have anything go wrong. Everything's always going to be smooth. And I'm sure sure, uh, Bob can attest to that, how everything's always been smooth in his life. (laughs) Hmm. and everything's always been smooth in mine and Greg's and Kevin's? No, that's not the way it works. But I'll tell you one thing. It's like when Jesus was walking on the water and Peter said, you know, if it's you, Lord, I want to come out there. And he says, all right, come on. And he went out. He started walking. But as soon as he took his eyes off the Lord, he started to sink.
4: Hmm.
3: But, you know, he was picked up and they walked back to the boat together. Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even think about that they walk back together it never says he carried him they walk back he said okay hey you know i took my eyes off you now i got my eyes back on you and says it's going to work you know it really and it's it's not it's not a guarantee that your life is is going to not have problems you know everybody has stuff they got to deal with I'm dealing with a lot of stuff myself but you know what it's a whole lot easier to deal with it when you know that you have an anchor, when you know you have a, a sure, a sure thing. And it's like Bob was saying, you know, it's really I mean, the hope is it's living and real. It's not some it's not some fantasy movie. You know, these guys are talking about something that will never happen. Mm-hmm. Where is the promise of his coming? He said that mm-hmm. in the first century. Where is it? Things are just the way they were. No, they're not. They're not just the way they were. Open your eyes, folks. They're not the way they were. They're changing every minute now. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't. I'm, I don't have an insight as to all the things that are going on. These these guys in this panel here know a lot more of the stuff that's going on than I do. But I can sense that the darkness is coming over. It's like a blanket over this world right now. And mm. it's, it's like that thick tule fog in California that comes over the valley where you can't see. Kevin, you know about that stuff, mm. that tule fog where you can't see in front of your hand in front of your face. This is how, I think the word calls it, gross darkness. Mm. I mean, uh, I don't mean to dominate the conversation here, but I just felt I needed to say some of these things today because, you know, Jesus is the light of the world. And we have that Holy Spirit of promise within us. Mm. And if we have that within us, that means that we're the lights of the world, too. Oh, that's egotistical for you to say that. Well, it says as Christ in you, the hope of glory. So if you want to start throwing verses out because they're a little bit too positive, go ahead. But I'm not going to. You know, um, that Holy Spirit of promise. And it says we're sealed with it. Right, Bob? I mean, it's, we can't get rid of it. Not that we want to, but it's sealed. It's in That's a there.
2: Wonderful verse. I mean, I it's, love just that like, verse. it's just like it's
3: just it's just like the signet ring. God, God gate took that signet ring, and he he said, "Those are my kids." Mm-hmm. I mean, if that mm-hmm. doesn't get you excited, uh, you need to go check a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Talk
0: to Bob.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his spirit lives within us, man. Yeah. Lives within us, sealed us, brought our dead spirit back to life. Apostle Paul said we're dead in our trespasses and sins before Christ. All right, spiritually dead, but we're brought back to life now. And, uh, and that's why I go back to what happened to me a couple weeks ago when I told you my eyes began to glow bright blue when I was, you know, speaking of the Lord's return. And it happened at the exact same time the, the woman I was speaking to got the Holy Spirit goosebumps. So it was like a charge. We got charged spiritually at that point, you mm-hmm. know. So it happened right at the exact same time, you know. You know, and I had this video. I've done it a, a few years ago, like five years, six years ago. Maybe I'll find it on here, make a share it on here. She was in praise and worship. She was just praise and worship and something like that happened to her but except she got it on film okay well she recorded with her phone and what happened was in the video i'll try to find it for next week but i actually did a video on it she actually began to glow there the, the lining all around her body like this she began to glow all the way around her she turned bright white and she was just singing and you could tell when, when she got brighter and brighter and in the midst of it, you see these things, uh, orbs flying around her and going around her while she's singing praise and worship, you know. So whether those are angels, I don't know. But that happened only when she was like, you know, kind of like I was doing, you know, speaking the word, praising God. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting, you know, all worked up. And maybe, you know, maybe if you, if you do something like that on a daily basis, put a camera on yourself. All right, you really start to feel the, you start to feel the Lord moving, you know. If you have a camera on yourself, maybe you might see something. I don't know. I think that'd be pretty cool if someone does that and they come here and they post it. I love stuff like that. Anything that indicates, yeah. so like that, what you're talking about, Bob, that promise that's in us, Ephesians one thirteen fourteen. All right, the uh, the earnest of our salvation given to us as a promise of future performance. For our salvation, yes, are spiritually saved, but we are waiting for the corporate birthday of the body of Christ, the promised, the future performance of the new glorified body, the new wineskins mm-hmm. that we're going to be given here shortly. I think mean, shortly, because something has to happen here, okay. And the fact that I just posted a a, a video about the destruction of Damascus, I'm not going to bring that up right now, but. I think that's somewhere in there. The Damascus heads up, man. Right at the beginning of World War III, <laughs> you know something's going to have to happen here shortly. Okay. Uh, Damascus
3: so- is Damascus. an interesting. Damascus is an interesting, uh, interesting city because, uh, wasn't that the? If uh, memory serves me correctly, wasn't that uh, where the uh, Saul was heading for? Yep. To, to arrest all the Christians. Mm-hmm. That must have been a coincidence, too. Sure.
2: Yeah, If yeah, he no, would have I, gone to Damascus there, Bob, if he would have gone to Damascus, he would have ended Christianity there. Mm-hmm. He would have ended it. But you know what? Jesus intervened, stopped him, and paused that whole thing.
4: That's right. Right.
2: And Christianity ended up flourishing in Damascus. That's right. And now it's about to be unpaused, Daniel's 70th week. And now, what's well, supposed to happen in Damascus 2,000 years ago. It's going to happen now. Because the Bible says, the Book of Isaiah, it'll cease to be a city, ruinous heap. The only way you get rid of a city, you gotta get rid of all the people. All right. Right. As I mean, if you got people living there still, which there are, I got subscribers that are there. Okay. Hmm. So it's still a city, right, Kevin? They got people living there. They got they got internet over there. Okay. Governments. Still there, yeah. Yeah, still there, still operating.
1: I think they still have like. A million or so people that's still living there. That's, maybe even
3: that's the sods country, isn't
1: it? It's a Shars- That's
3: a Assad's
2: Assad's country, country, right? It sure it is. is. Yeah. He's still around? Is he still in power. Yeah, he sure uh, is. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't hear. Yeah, him you don't hear he's, much. He's a, yeah,
0: you don't hear much he, about him in the news, though.
3: He's always getting the bad rap. He gets blamed for everything, and I, I, have, a, I have a different take on the guy. I'm not going to get into it right well, now. Well, they just
1: uh, they just rejoined the Arab League. Um, not too long ago. Uh, so they're back in. And um, just this last week, Israel bombed some sites in the city of Damascus. Uh, so they're getting actually more into bombing more in the city than just the outskirts. So it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a hot zone. It shouldn't surprise us that it is because, uh, I mean, Isaiah 17.1 talks about it becoming a ruinous heap, like Bob said. So one of these days that is going to be fulfilled. Uh, and the fact that it's right there uh, in that hot zone, it's already been b- badly beaten up, let's be honest. I mean, that city has been uh, torn up big time from bombs and from uh, internal struggles, from civil war, so forth. So, But it's it's, it's not a ruinous heap yet, though. So no. it still needs to be fulfilled, and I guess you know the question is: is like, is when will that will, when will that occur? Is that part of the whole escalating domino effect with Iran and Psalm eighty three? If people you know people who believe in Psalm Psalm eighty three is an actual prophecy that's going to be fulfilled, or um, Ezekiel thirty eight, for example, that war um, that has Russia and and Turkey and, and Iran uh, involved in it coming down from the north. Uh, Certainly Syria is north of Israel, is it not? Uh, So, I mean, there is, there is absolutely a lot of prophecy still that needs to be fulfilled. The question is, is like, in what timing will that happen, Bob? Will, will the Christians in Syria be removed Prior to it being destroyed, like Lot was removed from Sodom and Gomorrah.
2: Well, that I think I think it's the Christians will be removed. I did a video in that video I talked about my prediction is the Rapture Resurrection takes place before uh, mm-hmm. Damascus is destroyed because Damascus timeline got paused along with Israel's timeline. Okay, so it, uh, Damascus timeline is a part of Israel's prophetic timeline, the Book of Isaiah. So that would be... There's some parallels there. Yeah, it would have to be destroyed during Israel's prophetic timeline when their timeline is active. Right now their timeline is not active. We're in the Age of Grace. Isn't there also a
1: a parallel there with Paul's timeline as well, right? With mm -hmm. Paul, like Greg mentioned, on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians. But Jesus intervenes. And he becomes our apostle, the apostle to the Gentiles. And he's the one who um, was revealed to the mystery um, of the rapture, resurrection day. Uh, And so then he tells us about it. And he gets caught up himself and witnesses like a, a little trial run or whatever. I mean, so he can experience what this is all about. He can write about it. And then maybe so, Bob, and, and know that Lot, it, as soon as he left Sodom and Gomorrah, they were, that, those cities were destroyed. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like it took weeks, day, even days or months or anything like that. It was, he left and on, his, on their way out, basically, is when it was destroyed because his wife looked back and saw the destruction so yeah. could it be, Bob, that rapture resurrection occurs and immediately thereafter, Syria, Damascus, Syria goes down?
2: Well, it could happen during the nuclear war because when once nukes start flying, everybody's going to get in. Everybody's going to get in on the action, I think. Hmm. And uh, you know, this kind of explains all. Uh, you know, I talk about like how Turner show said that June twelfth to the twenty fourth starts World War Three. And will World War Three start off with a bang, with nuclear war, which which would explain the satellite phones, going to all the congressmen now. They'll explain that. And the next thing we need to be doing now is watching for more of our congress to start disappearing. They'll all. If they said we're all going on vacation. Like a bunch of them are already on vacation in uh, government continuity locations right now. They're already. No, what we've,
0: yeah, so what we've see seen Mm-hmm.
2: We see more of them disappearing before the twelfth. Okay, yeah. that would only mean one thing: our government's going to get shut down because we they can't come to an agreement because they don't want to raise the debt ceiling. So, <laughs> guess what? Martial law. Right. And what a great way to usher martial law than nuclear war, World War Three. Makes sense.
0: Well, what we've already seen is a number of CEOs and uh, you know a, a number of people fleeing from the major cities the metropolis cities
4: yep they're that they're we've already up.
0: seen that's happening mm-hmm. that's happening in in droves it's already started that's happened actually started happening years ago so mm-hmm. that was this key indication that something's about to happen in these metro you know metropolitan cities so yeah I mean the next thing is is the Congress right congressman and yep. uh, we'll see what happens there but Keep an eye on it because when you when you watch these things, you you know something else is coming right around the corner. Sure,
2: yeah, and the, the the big the big giveaway are are the satellite phones. Okay, you need those because there has been a major interruption in our regular cellular service. Right. Okay, and that could only be as a result of. I don't think. Well, maybe there could be a CME from the sun. I don't know. But my money's on some type of EMP attack, which I've seen it on the um, I've seen it on on uh, the Discovery Channel, where they will do an EMP attack, shut down our communications before launching nuclear weapons into our country, so that way we cannot communicate. You know, if you hear about a nuclear bomb going off in San Diego, then you, Greg, you'll be like, well, it gives me time to get underground. And, but thing is, we can't hear about it because our communications are shut down. Then nobody's going to know what's going on. Nobody's going to be ready. And our government loves that. Biden administration, they love that. They don't want people to survive the thing.
0: No, they're okay. Most
2: yeah. So that's uh, what a horrible situation. You know, it's great to have been in this country for as long as we've been in this country and seen the freedoms and everything, everything that's taking place. But what's happening right now. Freaking clown world here now, and these immigrants are coming here thinking they're going to have a better life. You guys are coming in. You guys are coming into the target zone right now. Hmm. These people, remember, talk about that, Kevin. Yeah. They're all. They, we're trying to get over from the east, get over here to the west, this is- so we can have a better life. Evidently, they haven't read about what happens in the seventh seal when that, when that seventh seal gets opened. This is like one of the
1: worst places to be during the tribulation, especially during the trumpet judgments. You do not want to be here squatting on this land and thinking that you got it made. Um, I mean, the probably the safest place is something like Jerusalem, or, well, even safer is going to be ultimately like someplace like Petra. <laughs> I mean, if you could make it there, uh, you probably might last all the way to the end. But, uh, I mean, outside of that, no. But especially over here in the Western Hemisphere, yeah. there's there, – I mean, Bible prophecy doesn't focus anything on the Western Hemisphere in terms of, like, any you know any major peace agreements going on over here or witnesses coming over here and preaching and this and that. It says out to the whole world, sure, but it's talking about, like, two witnesses going, and, and those – they're not going to be in, the, in outside of the Capitol in Washington, D.C., I'm sorry to say. Although they could really use it right now if <laughs> they were outside the Capitol right now. But well, a lot of the stuff is really, they won't even here. Listen anyway. Though They won't even listen to them yeah. anyway. They don't listen to us. They're not going to listen to them.
3: It's going on right now. It's, uh, you know, now, now that we've thoroughly depressed everybody. <laughs> with I
1: guess, how can this be depressing to somebody who believes?
3: No, no, I'm just, I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm just using that as a kind of a wild example, because if you just tune in, you hear about how, you know, nukes are going to be flying and all this and that's going to be happening. I'm sure it all, a lot of things will be going on once we're out of here and it's going to be pretty bad, but we still have the opportunity now to, um, you know, we've been talking about it earlier to mm-hmm. I like bring, bring people to a decision. You know, Doug, Greg and I were talking about the heart decision, you know, um, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Um, what do you do? You know, confess the Lord Jesus and believe in God, raised him from the dead. You're not, um, you know, you're what you're doing is you're taking a chance in believing that. Um, I'm, I'm basing this over the things that I've learned over the years. But the word of God has stood the test of time. It's still around. It's today as it relevant as it was when it was first written. Um, I believe that every day that the world proves that the word is true. Um, there's a standard for truth. Uh, I, I look at the Bible as being the, the, God's love letter to us. Um, you know, it, it. The whole subject was Jesus Christ throughout the whole word. And when he came, you know, prophesied that he was gonna come and he was gonna the things that he was gonna do, and he did them, he accomplished everything that he was supposed to do, so that he could take his place, seated at the right hand of the Father, and like Kevin said so so eloquently earlier, be our advocate. And that is a big, huge deal. And it doesn't say he's our advocate just once. He's our, he's daily, every day Mm. there for us. Right. And we need him every day.
0: That's right. I I mean,
3: it's not just, well, today I'm going to need him more than I did yesterday. How do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? So I think it's, if you want to make a you know, if you want to make a decision, um, keep coming back to that. I think it would be a good time to do it now. Um, uh, you can't force people to um, get out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But you can certainly bring up to them that um, they need to change lords. The reason I say change lords is because we're our own lord before Mm -hmm. we get saved. We're the party. The first part, second part, third part. You know, me, myself, and I, almost like the three stooges. Hey. Yeah. You know, we're... (laughs) We're all, we're all doing this kind of thing. Yeah, hey, get away, Mo. You know, and, and then we decide we're going to um, change lords, and and things things will be different. Um, they definitely are. They're definitely different, and I'm sure that pe- there are people that are in the chat room can attest to that. Uh, you had Deneen on last week. She could, she attested to that. How things are different in her life. I mean, lots of people, they might happen along, you know, they might stumble across uh, one of Bob's videos and they, you know, and they're going to go, what in the world is this this maniac talking about? And then they, <laughs> the more they listen to it, the more sense it starts to make. I wasn't calling you a maniac, Bob, I'm just using that as an example. I've been called worse.
4: Yeah, Well, I have
3: too, you know, but at the same <laughs> time, worse. people that tune in and they start listening to something and after a few minutes those little 8 minute 10 minute things you do they start seeing hey you know this makes some sense i want to listen to it, i'm i'm going to check that out the next time and they go and they listen to something kev's talking about and they you know after about 5 minutes they're going oh my god no after about 5 minutes they're going <laughs> <Five> <laughs> that really second. makes that really <laughs> makes a lot of sense but we're all um
0: you know
2: hopefully uh, yeah mm-hmm. like this person says right here uh where's it coming right here check this out Kenja. the world is becoming more demonic as the world gets closer to the tribulation period i found this picture on the internet today let's see if you guys can see what i, what I see right here you see this oh no pride must see right down here at the bottom oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah yeah
0: somebody you get that, that?
2: I saw I, I, I think Spencer I
0: Smith had that in, on
2: his uh yeah on one of his posts. Mm. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, good find. Good job." Yeah. <laughs> good find. Yeah. You know, such I'm a coincidence. Uh, I'm not surprised that's in there. So cool. So so coincidental, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, pride yeah. comes before the fall, and we know who's fallen and mm-hmm. father of the fallen. Uh, it's just it's it's pretty sad. Um, the way that everything is shaping up these days here's what's here's something that's scary though and this goes around kind of what Robert you're talking about here which is you don't if you don't really take this seriously and don't make this choice God will send a strong delusion on you for those who have rejected the truth so that you actually will believe the lie. That has got to scare some people, because I mean, could you imagine? You are just like so. I am willfully rejecting the truth. I am going to even get a stronger delusion to come to me one day that takes me even farther away from the truth.
2: Uh, no,
1: that, 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 that you have you have no hope at that point. See, and that's the difference is between them and us is that we do we have we have the assurance, right? We have the assurance. We have hope, and we have the assurance that we are sealed until that day of redemption. So we don't have fear. We don't have fear of nuclear war. We don't have fear of being murdered in the street by a ruthless gang. We don't fear those things because those things can't kill us eternally. But rejecting Jesus Christ, that should put the fear in you because that that is eternal Rejection that is about a
0: second makes... death, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a second death, right. Spoken of here, and people say, Oh, well, I, I don't care if I die. Once I die, I die. That's it, right? There's, there's a second, death. there's yeah. a second death, right. and that death is your mortal soul that's going to be in torment, amen, forever and ever. And, and the whole separation to, from God,
1: and the only way to not go through that second death is to be part of the first resurrection, which is believers in jesus christ you believe in jesus christ you are part of that first resurrection sure there's different groups but you want to be part of this first resurrection that's exactly what revelation i think it's revelation 19 or 20 says you want to be part of that first blessed are those who are part of the first resurrection because the second is the second death and that is not you are those bodies are resurrected yes they are resurrected before they go to the second death There is a resurrection that happens at the end of the millennium, and there is a judgment seat that happens right there. And you do not believe in Jesus. You go through the second death, and that's an eternal death. Mm -hmm. It's it's just not something to mess around with, really. I mean, you're talking about here on, on earth, we feel like this is a long time. Some of us longer than others, right, Robert? But ultimately though it's uh, it, it's going to be just it's going to be such a blip ultimately in eternity that it says that we won't even remember those things of the past that's how long eternity ultimately is going to be so consider that when you're considering your life right now and who you're going to to have be the lord over it
2: Mm-hmm. Right. you know Matthew 18 3 it says and barely say unto you except ye be converted and become as little children ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven you have to be converted spiritually and then eventually physically they'll follow at the rapture resurrection yeah Okay, that's what Jesus is talking spirit about spirit first then
1: body later right, right.
2: Yep. Ephesians 2 1 says and you have to quicken quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins Quicken who were dead, Made right? And brought back to life, and you are dead in trespasses and sins because of what Adam did, his original sin. Because right? the wages of sin is death. Yep, and you have to be quickened. You're spiritually have to be rebirthed. All right, and that that has to be your situation. And, and he says, talk about be converted, become as little children when you are born again. You're spiritually reborn, but somebody gets born again today, they're baby Christians, they might be an adult, but the spirit is very full of life, full of faith, Hmm. yet kind of naive because that person doesn't know a lot of stuff yet, just Just like like children. Yeah. You know? And that's why children, you know, all, all children are alive until they accept the fact that, you know, come to the knowledge of sin. Which is, uh, was a Romans 7 9 where Apostle Paul talks mm-hmm. that, I, that I was alive once, but sin, the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. Mm-hmm. Okay. Spiritually died because mm-hmm. now he knows what sin is. Right. So children are alive. Okay. So there's going to be, here, I posted that comment from that one gentleman. There's going to be, imagine, just imagine what's going to, what's it going to be like here when you're left behind? You don't know what's going on. All the children will be removed from the earth. Mm. All of them. Then all the believers on top of that. Okay. It's one thing that the believers are gone, but all the children? Mm. Imagine this world with no children right now. All the kindergarten schools empty. Gone. God, yeah. All the children's hospitals empty. No children. And it hadn't been thought about that when they left behind. Imagine this world with no children, just all adults. <laughs> Talk about depressing. Mm. That's that's depressing alone. Jesus, you're right, Kevin. When Jesus said, it "Be time like never before, yeah. and never again." Yeah. Name one time in history besides Adam and Eve when they first walked the earth, when there were never any children walking the earth. That's going to be it. That's going to be at right. the rapture resurrection, right after the flood. Yeah. So
1: right after the flood, when you up, had eight after. eight people. It eight people. They were, none of them were children, but that was like, they had children immediately thereafter. Let's be honest. So they populated, but that time, and and there's a lot of parallel between that and now, right? So it's like, as in the days of Noah and as in the days of Lot. So we've talked about the flood. Now we've talked about Sodom and Gomorrah and we've talked about the tribulation. So we're, we're seeing parallels all over the place. Right, Bob. I mean, this, this this that's why when you asked at the beginning like is this it is this it it has to be it, it, there there is no other time like this and it's just the beginning of the sorrows right now it's just the beginning and so imagine what what the sorrows are going to be like after imagine the sorrows bob of all the children being taken from those who are unbelievers here. Imagine their mm-hmm. sorrow when their children are gone.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, just imagine these children also are going to eventually be older and yeah. come back That's with right, Christ. <laughs> with 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 vengeance, right? Going against the darkness, fighting against the darkness. We're we're going to be part of that crowd, right? Following Jesus on the white horses. These children who've passed, passed on, who've been, uh, you know, uh, I don't even want to get into the the fact of the child trafficking and all that. But, you know, I'm going with all that. Mm. The horrendous things that happen right now to children. All of that is going to be wiped away and they're going to come back with us on those white horses, right? Going Mm -hmm. against the the darkness. That's why Satan doesn't want this to happen, doesn't want the rapture to happen, doesn't want Jesus Christ to come back because he knows it's not just it's not just him coming back it's with his whole army god's army coming back and mm. all these these kids who were uh, abused at one point
1: all right so going we need through
0: all this stuff It's going to be it's going to be he, they're not going to like it trust me satan's not going to not going to be happy when all of this is said and done
1: no no we well, we we need to clear up something someone just said what about gmo children i'm not sure they're going to be um, included <laughs> There's absolutely nothing that you can put into your body that takes away the love of God, okay? Except for the mark of the beast later on. (laughs) Not now. Paul's convinced that there's nothing that can separate us. That's right. There, there's a GMO yeah. or non-GMO. It doesn't. That makes no difference whatsoever. That's not a salvation issue. Are you kidding?
2: Eat, yeah, that, eat a bowl of cereal, lose your salvation, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Is no, well, no. that how you oh, lose? Ridiculous. it? That's, no. that,
1: that, that, yeah. That's listen. We we kind of make fun of it, but but that's the kind of thinking though some people have is that oh wait mm. a minute this can th- th- this can remove God's love from you. But in fact, God is very merciful and he's just, and he's going to do the perfect thing. Now, as people, we make judgments on things and and say, well, I don't ever do GMO foods. So therefore, if you do, well, you're in big trouble. But that's, that's not necessarily the case. Not all things are good for us that we put into our body. I'm not here to advocate for GMO foods, for sure. But at the same time, though, That's not what destroys the spirit or the soul, okay? That's not what destroys it. It might hurt the body, but it doesn't hurt the spirit or the soul. So, And God, what does God look at in terms of a salvation-type judgment? He looks at your spirit, doesn't he? He looks at your spirit. And he says, what kind of spirit does this person have? And that's the key. And so if you're a child and you're innocent in that, how could you be condemned?
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly the the body really until you deal with the mark of the beast, and then even when you take the mark of the beast, there is some type of spiritual sealing that goes on with that. Okay, there, there's something that condemns your spirit with that specifically, and I'm not sure exactly how it works, but that's what's going to happen when you take that mark. Well, there's okay. also
1: worship involved, too. Mm-hmm. You have to know that. So the person who's taking the mark is also worshiping the beast, worshiping the Antichrist, basically worshiping Satan. So there is a form. There's a worship. But I also do believe that the mark of the beast probably. I mean, I, listen, I don't know for 100 percent sure, but probably changes the, the makeup of your humanity. Uh, So that you're no longer eligible for a salvation, just like the Nephilim were not. And the fact that Noah was preserved along with his family because he was found pure in his generation. Right. Which means that he was not tainted with some fallen angel material within him. Okay, And also, like when God said, go destroy those tribes. Right. And he said, go destroy them all. Destroy their animals, destroy everything, and that would be just total genocide and maniacal. But if it was a tainted DNA in all those people, then it's not, is it? Because Mm -hmm. that is that is a different that is a different story. What do you think? What are your
0: thoughts on uh, being a zombie though? Like a zombie, like creature i mean don't you think there's still a part of that person even in terms of transhumanism and all that stuff there's still going to be a part of a person that can still think logically can still worship if he chooses to because these angels want to be worshiped sure we can't forget about that so i mean if they're completely you know in under control these people are under control they really can't be worshiped in the way they want to be worshiped right so we can't forget about that aspect of it, too. Yeah. But that's just mm-hmm. a thought. That's just a thought that came to mind.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there could be some, the, there absolutely could be some opening there to being possessed. You're talking about mainly possession, right? At that so,
0: point. Yeah. P- possession or maybe even the, the whole transhumanism aspect, putting mm-hmm. stuff in your brain and, you know, controlling you. Sure. You can only. Con- they're only going to want them to be controlled so much because they still want to be worshipped. Right. That's the whole point, right? The beast wants to be worshipped. Well, well that's the be thing. Beast. Like the mark
1: is not going to turn somebody into a mindless zombie that can't do anything, because the, when you take the mark, you're also worshiping. You're also worshiping yeah. the beast. So you're so so. There's there is some activity that's going on there still. Probably a lot of activity in addition to that. Uh, there's there's there is a, most likely a promise of some type of eternal life or longer life. Because it talks about people who want to die and will not be able to.
2: Yeah. Yeah, When they they choose Satan, when they choose the Antichrist, it's a permanent decision. They take that mark. And they're like, they like it up front. The worship up front feels good. But then they're like, okay, well, now you are finished and you're going to hell. And I'm happy about that. Get away from me. You know, as long as you (laughs) converted to me once, once, I'm happy with that. So now get away from me. And, you know, I could see that I I could see somebody becoming a zombie, you know, in a sense where after they receive the mark where, you know, of course, you can get into the whole uh, shot to the arm where a certain software, put it this way, is already in your body where it could be activated or called upon when you receive the mark of the beast. If you receive the mark of the beast, that software is already in your body that can meld together whatever the Mark of the Beast is going to do. Hmm. That's why they did all that, you know. Yeah. But And it could turn you into a type of zombie type person. I don't think it's going to be like is in the movies. Right. You're going to be pretty much some you know, almost like lifeless, but yet you will recognize your God, who is Satan. You're like, oh, hail Satan. Isn't oh. yeah. that basically the oh, seal? You know.
1: Isn't that really being <laughs> sealed? Um <laughs> taking the mark is kind of taking the seal of Satan at that point, pledging your allegiance to him, worshiping him and accepting everything that he has to offer, which is, you know, not maybe maybe temporary something here on earth, but certainly people are doing that right now. Yeah. There's people
3: who worship him right now.
1: Sure. Hollywood.
3: I mean, Hollywood's full of them.
1: Well, there's plenty of stories about that, right? About celebrities that have like sold their, Sold their soul yeah. to the devil, right? Did and you? Then, what? Yeah. Did you hear?
3: <laughs> I got to. I got to interject this real quick. Did you hear recently? And I. I don't. I don't know if I really believe this or not, because I've heard different stories about the comedian Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. I. I was reading something the other day that Jim Carrey got saved. He got born again of God's spirit. Have you guys heard anything about that? No. Do you no. know anything about Jim Carrey? You know who he is. You've heard of him. Oh, we well, know. let me t- let me. Tell I've you heard something. that he was a Satan worshiping guy, one of those guys in Hollywood that was really deeply involved in that. Mm-hmm. And then I understand. <laughs> there you know, he I is. Here he is,
4: Cesar.
3: He's here. Hello.
1: Yes, <laughs> hey. he Jim Carrey, right there. <laughs> yeah okay.
3: But at the same time, I I don't know. I just got to throw that out there. Maybe that. If, if any, why if he anybody. If anybody knows, yeah. That's Jim right. Carrey
1: did not get saved. Don't trust him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not care. I, I mean, I hope he does. You know, maybe, nice. hopefully, but I'm not going to lose any sleep over it tonight.
3: Well, no, I, I don't even know why I even <laughs> said Jim. that. I just was thinking about that because, you know, it, it's, it seems like a lot of this stuff is, is happening now. You know, um, you, you read about – some of these guys, uh, if you follow any of the uh, WWE, uh, there was a guy uh, known as the Undertaker, big guy, yeah. Yeah, and really. uh, now he got uh, he did get saved. You know, I was listening to his testimony, and uh, the big guy, and uh, I guess his wife was the one that was a catalyst of, of him getting saved. Also, a fellow by you used to call him the they used to call him the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. He's an evangelist. He'd been evangelist for years. so there mm-hmm. are there are people that have uh been involved in a lot of these um, high level uh, entertainment businesses that have gotten out of them um, mm-hmm. and and become believers and have gone back and and done a lot of really good things.
2: You know, I I'd have like no to idea say, why I was bringing that up, but anyway. You know, I would like to see. You know, it's a great point, Bob. I would love to see high level people who are in the limelight right now get saved and start preaching Jesus, and let them they the, the, they can preach for a little while before they get shut up. You know, but you know, for example, say like somebody like Ocasio Cortez get saved and turn around, and start preaching Jesus, and just <laughs> shock everybody and get as far as she can. Before be they awesome. shut her down. I would like to see stuff like that happen. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be awesome. You can,
1: and you can tell them by their wild. fruits, right? So they start yeah. producing good fruit and they start actually, you know, living that life and, and, and having a living testimony. Then all of a sudden you, you can believe your your eyes at that point. You don't we see we don't know. We can't judge whether or not somebody's saved or not. You never know. But you can mm-hmm. tell by their fruits whether or not they're that you have a good beat on it, right? I mean, so uh, the key is is like is is something. Something. Some, somebody like Jim Carrey, for example, he's been through a lot of bad stuff. I mean, he had breakdown and all kinds of stuff. So, but you know what? Those are the kind of people that get to the bottom, and then all they have left is go back up. And and you know who's there? Like you said before, Robert, it's Jesus. And you yeah. re, you you call out to him. And the Bible says that those who call upon the name of Jesus will be saved. So it doesn't say might be it says will be. So right. you know you you he's Jesus is not going to allow anybody to slip through his fingers. That's the key. It's like, you know, once you get in there, you're not going to be able to get out. And that that that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Cuz the shepherd's going to keep his sheep right there where he needs them. And it's it's and if sheep starts going astray, what's he going to do? Let him go? Let that sheep go off? Absolutely not. He's going to get that sheep right back into the fold, no matter what it takes in order to do that. And, he, he, and God knows yeah. exactly how to do that with each person individually. And that's the amazing yeah. thing. That's
2: mm-hmm.
3: why you never stop praying for somebody. You know, if you've got family members right. that are that aren't saved, you you never you you should never cease to pray for them because you know um, it. You just it does not go out. The prayer does not go out in void. I know that. I know Bob feels the same way I do about it. You know, I've got members of my family that that don't believe. You know, I mm-hmm. got a son I haven't talked to in five years. I don't know what's happened to him, but I still I still pray for him daily. I'm not ever going to quit praying for him because you know it, it's not for me to decide. You know his eternal salvation, but I can certainly continue to pray for him, continue to lift him up. You know, I don't know all the ramifications of everybody's lives and, that are uh, in the chat or even the, the lives of all of you guys, what's going on. But I know that prayer is something that's very, it's a big key. Um, one of the things we got to realize that, um, you know, that Jesus did come and, and what he did, what he accomplished was a, was acceptable unto the Father, that sacrifice in order for us to be forgiven and mm-hmm. to have new life. And uh, mm-hmm. and that it's new life. It, you know, we were, we were de- like I was saying earlier, we were dead in trespasses and sins. It doesn't say we had a little life. It says we were graveyard dead. Mm-hmm. In fact, I wish he had said graveyard dead in that mm-hmm. scripture. It would have been better. <laughs> but he said we're dead in trespasses and sins, without God and without hope in this world, and then Jesus Christ came and quickened us. He made us alive.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's you no know, jive. <laughs> you know the difference between a a person that's alive and dead in the spiritual realm? Huge yeah. difference. Oh yeah. I've seen in a dream one dream in particular these two women were walking along in the during the judgments and they're walking along glowing white with the, the dead spirits. They're like gray, very dark and gray and deathly looking, spiritually. Mm. Okay? You have a spirit in you, and it's not like it's dead to Christ. It's dead mm. to God. It's still living. Okay? But you have to your turn, you're dead to me, you know? Well, you're dead to Christ. You 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 don't have God's DNA. Okay? You see an example of God's DNA in the angels. Okay? Mm. Bright, brilliant. You know, people fall on their face when we see them. Okay, that's that is a, that's a type of life that happens to your spirit the moment you believe. You receive God's DNA, spiritual DNA that makes you burst with light like that. And these two women were walking along. And I remember this video because I did this. I put this video out. It was a really good dream. dream all, I did like animation and then they gave me a strike and then they took the video down. Oh, <laughs> so no. I'll never forget this video. But it was like back when I first started. But these two women walking along at the judgment, and they were glowing white. And these spirits that were around them that were dead, they're just very dark. It kind of of reminded her of, uh, you guys ever watched any of those uh, Christmas carols? When uh, that ghost, the the one, the ghost of the, uh, what's his name's partner shows up? What's Uh, his name? can't call his name now.
0: Marley? What are you talking
2: about? Yeah, Marley shows up.
0: Okay, Jacob Marley, right?
2: Chain, chains and just dead looking, and, uh, you know so, that's so that's a to like without Christ.
1: Not Bob Bob Marley. No, 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 not Bob Marley. No, no not Bob. Marley, yeah, not, I thought you were know. talking to Mister Hagan over there about uh, Mister Marley.
0: No. Oh man. Passed. Well, I told you, I told you about the time where I was thirteen. And I was very ill, and I saw in front of me the my wall just opened up, spiraled into a huge yeah. black void. And I I'm convinced still to this day, I'll never forget it. It was so real, but I'm convinced to this day I was shown the pit because at that time I was doing a lot of, a lot of bad stuff. Let's put it that way. Okay. You just knew but, you didn't uh, want to go there. <laughs> I knew I didn't want to go there. Yeah. I, I want to be honest with you. I was not doing drugs. I was not on drugs, but, uh, I was, I was very, I was severely ill at that point. And I mm. probably, probably dying. And, wow. uh, and at that point I, I wow. was screaming at the top of my lungs and nothing came out screaming for help. And the, it just, darkness just engulfed my entire room and that I couldn't see anything. I was about to go into complete and utter darkness, that deep darkness I'm convinced is what those demons were afraid of going into, which is what, which is why they told uh, the Lord, put us into those herd of pigs mm-hmm. instead of the abyss instead, because right. it's that fearful.
1: Wow! Just yeah. think about
0: that. Just think about that for a moment, because not many people will be able to see something like that or um, grasp it.
1: Right. Because and- they were like, are you going to deal with this basically now before the, before the time, you know, are you, uh, you know, because the time they, they know that's the amazing part though, Greg, is that they know in the future, there is a time where they're going to go into that. And the, and yeah. that they were they were like, is wait a minute, you're come to do it now? You know, d- don't do that now. Send us over into these into these pigs. Yeah.
0: Into the I just
1: I mean, it's just so fearful,
0: right? Yeah, just think that even the demons were so fearful of going into the into the pit. They said, please just just put us into the herd swine instead. Just think about that for a moment. The demons were trembling when Jesus, even in the flesh, was here. Saying, please don't don't do this.
4: Right.
0: <laughs> I saw something like that, and I remember it so vividly. I'm convinced that it was if there was anything called out of body experience, my spirit, my soul being sucked out of my whatever, mm-hmm. it was going into a place of darkness. out of that mm-hmm. at that time, God spared me. He knew there was something better for me, and he knew I was going to come to the Lord. And he said he's oh. put he put a stop to it. I'm convinced of it.
1: That's
3: awesome. Well, that's pretty heavy, man. He uh, loves I've you never perfect. heard you say that before. He loves like you,
1: that. That's, uh, but he's going to do that, isn't he? He's going to reach yeah. out to each person individually in their own way, and he's going to bring them to that come-to-Jesus moment.
0: Well, is I, it's almost my hope that somebody actually experiences that as a lost person yeah. to realize how bad it really and how fearful that really is. And Lord, forgive me for saying that if, if that's the case, because I'll tell you, only looking back I could say that is – one of the most fearful things I've ever experienced. And yeah, I had that God, I had to something spot that to it.
3: not, not quite as, not quite as, uh, as heavy as what Greg was just talking about, but, um, something that was awfully scary and experience I had. And I talk about it when I did that testimony thing with Vanessa a while back and, uh, I just, Praying out to God, hey, if you're there, you know, you you need to help us because we're in trouble. I remember saying that. I don't know if you could be even considered a prayer. It was just, uh, you know, like, uh, God, if you're there, I've blown it. I need you now. And this is, this is too intense and this is way out of control. And I was like, I was talking to myself, but I was just kept talking. And normally what would have taken hours to come down from this drug-induced stupor was just a matter of maybe 15 minutes. And it was just calm. It wasn't completely gone, but it was doable. I mean, it was down to the point where we could get up and we could move, was almost paralyzed with fear, I guess is what you could say.
0: Oh yeah, that's what I because was. Because of the
3: things I was seeing, and I knew they weren't there, but I was still seeing them. And then you start questioning: Well, if they're not there and I'm seeing them, I must be insane. And and then after a while, you're you realize that there's there's a lot of you know there is no one can tell me there's not a spiritual world out there of darkness because I've seen it. I've seen it. A, I've seen it more than once. We don't mm-hmm. see it all the time, but I've seen it enough times to know it's there,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and it's no fun. And and the, the adversary doesn't, you know, don't dance with the devil because he he's not gonna. He doesn't play fair. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: Does he, Bob? He doesn't no. play fair. I mean, he 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 gets you going and thinking thinking that everything's going to be fine and. Things may be good for a while, but after a while, there's always going to be some price to pay.
2: Yeah, walk, you know, dude, you think everything's going to be fine, then all of a sudden, right when you think everything's fine, you you actually walked into a trap, you know. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Well, you want to do some questions here, Greg, since we got like 25 minutes yeah, left? Yeah, sure.
0: You want to bring, bring up the first question? It's a
2: trap. Sure. Let's see here. This one is from Beverly. When we are raptured... And if that takes place as soon as the war starts, what happens to the people who die in the war? Well, they either, if they're saved, they go under the altar or they go to hell. That's yeah. where they go. And Bell's yeah, want to chime in. There's no,
1: there's no, no, there's only two locations, right? Yeah, at this point. Only two locations at go. that
2: point. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, so the next question is from Brian. Does the Holy Spirit leave the leave with the church in the rapture? No. No. Expanding that Kevin?
1: Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it's listen, the Holy sure, the Holy Spirit within us and each of us, we're gonna go, but the Holy Spirit is still here on the earth. I mean, there's gonna be billions of people that are gonna be saved. Uh, I mean, it talks about that people won't even need to know what they're gonna say, that they're they're going to get the words given to them so how's that happen without the holy spirit how does someone uh how does someone be saved without the holy spirit that's that is a very good question that can't be answered so you need how are people going to be able to discern and not be deceived how are people going to be able to accept the truth without the holy spirit no the holy spirit is not going to leave with the church in the rapture the holy Spirit's going to be here and that's why the holy spirit himself is not the restrainer, but the fact that the body of Christ indwelled by the Holy Spirit is the restrainer
2: as a corporate body. Here's the next question is actually addressed for you here. Kevin, do you think that the Spirit of the Lord leaves the body of whoever accepts the mark?
1: Well here's a, here's the here's the other que- there's the question is the spirit of the lord in a person that does not believe in the lord yeah so if the spirit of the lord is not in that person how can it leave the person when they accept the mark you see the people who accept the mark they they were never believers okay they never believed they never were had the spirit of the Lord inside them. They never had the, which what is the spirit of the Lord? It's the Holy spirit. They did not have the Holy spirit indwelling in them. Cause if they did, they would not reject the truth and they would not believe the lie and they would not take the mark and they would not worship the beast. So the spirit of the Lord was never in them to begin with. In order like for that. it to leave.
0: Kevin, you sure you're not Jewish?
1: I, I you
0: asked the question with the question.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if okay. I am or not.
0: Okay. I could be
1: a Messianic Jew and not even know it. But you Good know question. what? In Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek.
0: There you go. Amen.
2: Next question here is from Brian. Children who are past the age of accountability and are not saved could be left behind. Yes, they can. Yep. Thing is, that's according to God. Don't try to figure out. Don't ask me. I don't know what the age of accountability is. Right. That you know, that is a it's a by person by person basis. Okay, right. the word of Bible talk about the word of God sharper sharper than any two edged sword, dividing bone from marrow. Okay, it is fine. a fine line. So God has it all figured out. You might have somebody seventeen years old. It's still not the age of accountability yet, or twenty years old, or ten or twelve years old. Okay, I don't know for sure. I know I saw I see the I see it go as high as twenty one because that's the age of uh, every child that enters the military in Israel. If you're an Israeli back then, okay, You basically every person, every every man that reached the age of twenty one, there's a shift of wisdom that takes place at twenty one. Okay. I hope I hope is 21. I hope is 21. All right. You know, I done some pretty stupid stuff until I was 21. I'm like, you guys, I've done it. Okay. No. Nope, so I you. hope age is 21. <laughs> so we'll find out. We're we're not going there Barbara. You <laughs> no,
1: Barbara. It's Just lying. you. <laughs> Are you serious?
3: Mark Bagley shows up.
0: Uh, okay, we do the next one um Bob, this you need to you leave, it, Bob, you need to leave.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, oh, okay. I'm gonna okay, go. Bob. You guys. I'm...
1: Yeah. Well, we enjoy you.
3: Yeah, thanks for me. thanks for having me on here. God bless you guys. Uh, All right. I'll see you next right. week. Take care, brother God Bob. Bless you. Take
2: care. So this is for Greg. It says, oh, good. You want to read this one, Greg?
0: I had an experience on a hospital gurney years ago. I think I was given incorrect drug. And felt I was being dragged down. Nurse came back and corrected it. But gee, okay, more of a comment, right? But uh, yeah, his experience. Listen, he may, you know, even drugs can uh, affect the mind. Um, I mean, at at the point of my experience, honestly, I wasn't taking any drugs at at that point. There was no drugs given to me. I was uh, at my house in my bed, and this thing just happened. But I can understand that drugs can certainly affect the mind and there's something also dealing with the pineal gland where i think there's been some research done where if the enemy can somehow uh obviously manipulate the mind to come in that way um there's there's research okay i'm not going to get you know into okay is where where do you find that in scripture what page the uh, the point is you know there's definitely something going on where the the devil can affect your mind and he could definitely do something um, what happened to me that day? I don't know, but I only looking back, I could tell you there was something to that. And more and more, I say, was I shown the pit? Was I shown the pit? Because that was complete utter darkness mm-hmm. and it was swallowing me up whole. And I remember being, it was very fearful, very fearful moment. If anybody could get a glimpse as the lost person as to how bad hell really is. Man, I just, I just wonder, I just wonder how much they would really start running to the Lord. But maybe, maybe that's just not the case, right? Even it says uh, in Scripture, Jesus said they will, even they, even when they see these things, they don't believe the miracles but, He did. They don't believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Lord knows
1: some, some, some will and some won't, right? Exactly. And, and one more thing regarding children and so forth and rapture. I I don't think a lot of those questions are, I mean, let's just, let's just all put it into one bundle, which is God is perfect. Whatever happens is going to be perfect because God is controlling that. Okay. God is determining everything in that. So whatever takes place, it's going to be perfect. God's not going to mess up. See, I think as humans, we think about situations like that and because we, we make judgment calls all day long at our, at our jobs, right? Like well, this or that, or should we do that, or how long is this going to take? And, and and should we do that in front of this, prioritizations and all those other things, and like picking and choosing and all that stuff. And sometimes we look back and go, you know what? I really should have done that instead of that. Well, guess what? God doesn't do that, <laughs> He doesn't do that. He's not going to go, go, you know what? Mm, maybe I, I didn't take the right people this time. You know, maybe I should have done something different. Okay. He's not going to do that. We have to rely on him that he's, his ways are way above our ways. And so when we try to c- consider these things and try to figure them out, we can make our best guesses, but we, but we, but our be- but we don't need to make a guess we can say the fact is god is going to do it perfectly that's mm-hmm. right amen and we and that's part of having faith right in that we and that we have faith in a perfect god who is omniscient that's right and so we know that he's love right and so we know that it's going to be perfect and it's going to be meted out in perfect love
2: Amen. Amen. So, the next question here is from Happy Happy. It says, I never got the snake bite, but I got COVID from being around people who did. Did my DNA get changed and will it prevent me from being raptured? No. One, your DNA did not get changed, and two, it won't prevent you from being raptured. What will keep right. you from the rapture, Kevin? Good Unbelief. Enough. Unbelief. That will keep you exactly. from the rapture not uh, not
1: you... not accepting Jesus as your savior it's nothing mm-hmm. to do with the exact, it's nothing to do with with this with death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor any creature nor nothing was going to be able to separate us from the love of god getting sick is not going to separate you from the love of god worshiping satan and and, and 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 an antichrist and a beast and taking his mark that's going to separate you from god
4: mm-hmm
1: that's going to yeah. separate you but there there is nothing else that's going to do it during this this dispensation this time frame this age of grace area no there's nothing that's going to unless uh, if you reject christ you are not saved and you are not going to go in a rapture no matter how good you did okay no matter how many great deeds you did and if you believe and you've made some bad decisions including a snake bite, that's not going to separate you either. So it's not no. just the sickness. It's the actual medicine for the sickness that's not going to separate you either.
2: Mm-hmm. You're spiritually saved. You're spiritually sealed. Yeah. Okay. You're, I mean, Our flesh is full of sin and decay yeah. and garbage anyways. Right. Okay. What's, what does salvation start with? It starts with your spirit. Where yeah. does belief come from? It comes from your spirit. Where does faith come from? It comes from your spirit. It originates in your spirit. It doesn't originate in your mind. No. Okay. It originates from your spirit. That's why your spirit gets saved and sealed. That's why the work is done with your spirit first. Exactly. Okay. The work for your flesh, I mean all of us, I mean all of our flesh is full of sin. Decaying, dying. I mean, that's the the wages of sin is death. This is why our bodies die. This is why we get sick. That's uh, so, what's so all you people out there that uh, that preach works and stuff. That, oh, wow, you gotta you gotta pay for work. Mm, something bad has to happen to you. Something bad does happen to me. Okay, I'm getting older every day. And the <laughs> rapture resurrection doesn't happen. My body, this vessel I'm in, will die. Okay, right. and it probably won't be a very nice experience either. Okay, so yes, there is a price to pay for my sins.
1: It's Absolutely. a good thing. You know what? It's a good thing we're not judged based on the condition of our body.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that <would> be <laughs> so
1: whether or not you're saved or not, because think be about all the people who have already died. Their body is not in very good condition. So that that, that that's never going to fly. But even if you look at us today, I mean, we got I got spots all over my place. I I don't like it. But I mean, <laughs> I got these I got this spot that came up on my on my arm. It's not a very nice. Spots right there. You see it? Oh, I don't yeah. like that spot. Yeah, but um, don't go close up on it. (laughs) But the point point is, I'm just trying to piggyback off of Bob, which is we're not going to be judged on our body. okay? we're judged on our spirit. Now, sure, there are going to be certain things that that are like rewards and lack of rewards of things that you've done in your body. But that is not a salvation thing. okay? it's not salvation. It's different. You get sick. The bodies get sick. I mean, we're we're I mean, if the rapture doesn't happen, we all we're all gonna die one day. We're all gonna die. I mean, if the if the rapture doesn't happen in our lifetime, we're all gonna die. But if the rapture happens in our lifetime, those who are already dead, guess what? They actually get to resurrect first. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a pretty good deal for those because their spirit is already with the Lord, isn't it? And they get to get reunited and change and they get a changed body too, because corruption cannot inherit kingdom. Corruption can't go be up there. So it has to be an incorruptible body that they get as well, isn't it, Bob?
2: Yeah. You know, I think something to think about too. Are those who are that go that that the rest the dead who have gone before us, okay? The res the res rapture resurrection happens. You and I, the three of us, everybody listening, we're changed from mortal immortality. Our whole body, everything, this whole thing is done instantly. Okay. But one thing, think about this though. The one thing we'll never experience one is death, and two, what it will feel like to be outside of this body living in heaven. We'll never know what that felt like. Mm-hmm. But everybody yeah. that's gonna be resurrected, they were able to experience that. Okay. So, if you have anybody listening right now, that, man, I'm on the verge of death. But guess what? You get to experience that, which will be awesome, and you get to experience the glorified body too. So, you that's get right. to experience both. But if, you, if you're alive until the rapture, you only get to experience the glorified body. You'll never have. You'll never know what it felt like to walk in heaven for months oh, in yeah. a spirit form. That's it. Yeah, you never know that's what it true. felt like.
1: But that's okay. I'm willing to give that up to be raptured alive. That sounds...
2: absolutely, yeah. I'm
1: I'm (laughs) okay with that. I'm okay with that. I don't need to die. I don't need to. But if the Lord decides that that's best for me, then I'll accept it. But I would Mm -hmm. prefer... I think there's all we I would prefer to be raptured, yes, and have that alive. And I really am not only looking forward to, like, all the things we've talked about, which is just the glory and, and the weight of the the sin of the world and the sin being off you, but just having like nice skin too, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. is is really, I mean, you don't, for people who who don't ever suffer from any kind of skin condition, like psoriasis or eczema or anything like that, you really don't know what it feels like to like, just be in this shell of, of itchiness, constant itchiness all the time. And that you had to take medication in order to like, be able to sleep at night, you know? And it's just it's I'm I'm going to be very happy just not to have to deal with that. Sure, you will. Know? It's temporary. It's all temporary. It's a temporary situation, right? It's a temporary situation. It's going to pass. It's going to pass. Mm-hmm. I think I think all of us have these things that are you know about us that we're like, man, I would really like to get rid of that. You know, I like to really not have to deal with that anymore in our you know in our fleshly form. And I think that that's going to be part of the the awesome part. Yeah, vitamin C serum don't doesn't do anything for that. Sorry, but at least not for me. So, um but that listen, there's all kinds of things people will tell you can do witchcraft and it'll help you, but you know, no, no thanks. But um you know, I, I I'm I'm convinced that part of the the, the amazing thing that we're going to feel, Bob, is the, is that all of those maladies that we have being gone forever. Well, I mean, what no. what an amazing time uh, we're going to have up there! Mm. Oh, I can't wait. Can't
2: wait. To speak. Can't wait.
1: Oh the yeah! Hey, so Bob, what what date do you have on your calendar? Uh, what <laughs> that uh, the you know to fall?
2: <laughs> you know what? When you begin seeing. When you begin seeing all the uh, politicians disappearing, That's and you don't time. see anything going on, you see a you're starting to see a lot of recorded mm-hmm. politicians' speeches. Nothing live happening, or very few people. If you watch what's going on um, on YouTube, they have like any type of debates, anything going on Capitol Hill. If you notice, like man, there's hardly anybody in there. Yeah. There's just a few of like all the all all of us, us uh, non Rhino Republicans are here. Where's everybody else at? Yeah, start heading towards the bunker.
1: Do you mean they didn't okay. tell you that we're falling today? Mm, I wonder why yeah. they didn't tell you. Looks like you want but right. you in the line of fire. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's my best bet. Is uh, if you start seeing uh rolling blackouts, it's, they're shutting down. stuff happening, you know, stuff like that too. You know, quickly, you know, you'll start. You'll just pay attention to what's going on. Uh, Dabu7, I was watching. He always puts out a bunch oh, of yeah. yeah,
0: he's
2: got so stuff. Oh, you'll You'll know. They're doing drills. They're doing nuclear drills right now in Arizona and Texas. They're doing them right now. So look out for those drills, which are happening. So look out for that stuff. That's happening, too. So, yeah, heads up. heads up for the month of June. Literally, heads up. well
1: people that get that told you rapture dreams you think you've seen few yourself that uh the day the nukes come down is the day of the rapture and we all know when the rapture is going to happen because that happens on the day of the rapture on the day of the rapture so maybe the nukes fall on the day of the rapture because it's going to be on the day of the rapture Mm -hmm. but other than uh, like any other date than that I don't think we have that date right now, Bob. And maybe that's because it does happen on the day of the rapture. That's interesting because we don't know that day. So we don't know the day of things that are going to happen on that
2: date. How about this one here for you, Kevin? You want to read this one from Caesar?
1: Oh, Oh, our friend Caesar. Yes, the Riddler. Uh, I know that God has a plan to redeem mankind, but why does he allow the tribulation to take place instead of the millennium starting right after the age of grace? Well, there's a judgment that takes place before the millennium, you see? So there's no, there's no judgment right now. I mean, you, you die and then there's the judgment, right? But this judgment has to take place before the millennium, because that's when there's a separation that occurs, and those who, um, go into the uh, to hell to await the lake of fire after the millennium. And then, in addition to that, you you can't go directly there because because what do you do with uh, with Satan at this point? You see. There's a war that's being fought or will be fought. Some people say it already is being fought. And some people say it's going to be fought. But there's a war that's going to be fought in heaven. And Satan needs to be thrown down to earth, you see. And then there's going to be a testing period of time. In addition to that, there has to be a tribulation because God has set forth for Israel 70 weeks. And only 69 have been fulfilled. So one week is equal to 7 years so there's still 7 years that need to be fulfilled.
2: That's so right.
1: for all of those reasons there, there's there there you have to have a tribulation to take place. In addition to that, what is going to cause billions of people to accept Jesus Christ at this point? What's going to happen prior to a millennium, prior to Jesus second coming that is going to have Billions of people accept Christ. There's nothing that that's going to, no one's going to go on the news and say, you need to accept Christ, and 2 billion people are going to be like, you know what? That's right. I'm going to do that. Okay? What is it going to take in order for 2 billion people to be able to, to, to accept Christ? We're talking about angels in the air. We're talking about two witnesses doing miracles. We're talking about 144,000 witnesses out there. We're talking about supernatural plagues and things that are coming on the earth. We're talking about fear. We're talking about all kinds of different things that have to take place in order to change those people's mind and have them repent. So there is a lot of reasons why the seven year tribulation must happen before the millennium and that it can't just go directly into it.
0: I think you covered mm-hmm. just about all. Of
1: them. Well, I, uh, There's probably more.
2: Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Mark here says, uh, what do you think about, the use of the vax in livestock that they, uh, we are consuming. You know, if they put that stuff into the livestock. What did Jesus say? That stuff goes into our stomach. The acid destroys it. And everything just gets destroyed. Okay. No. It's not going to be able to get into our body and be able to change our DNA. Okay. It has to be injected into you in a certain manner that goes right into your bloodstream, bypassing the acid in your stomach and all that stuff that breaks it down. Okay, plus when it gets into the body of the animal, it changes their DNA, okay, and their DNA is changed, okay, but the fact that we eat the flesh of that animal once again it ends up in our stomach, gets broken down because of the acid, and then only certain parts of nutrients is absorbed from that, but it's not the pathway it takes into our body doesn't change our DNA, okay, I know some people are worried about that, but that's the way I see it. Okay, it wasn't you know it's not being administered directly into our blood bloodstream bypass. Like I said, it had to put be put directly in us, bypassing all the stomach acid and stuff like that.
1: It's too many right. things. Too many purses, in the Bible that talk about you know like it's not what goes into the body. It's 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 what comes out of, out of your spirit. And then mm-hmm. and so it's right. not it's not this is not a uh, it's not a salvation issue if you right. eat meat if you eat bad food. I mean, not, like I said, not everything's good for you. I mean, right. if you eat spoiled exactly. chicken, it's probably going to make you sick,
2: but it's not going to yeah. take
1: away your salvation.
2: Like the GMOs and stuff that these animals are taking right now, trust me, a cow tastes a lot different than it did back in the 50s. Okay. So the yeah. cow, yeah, it, may, it might have some bad stuff in it, but the problem, what's going to happen is it's going to make your stomach turn, right. might give you diarrhea, maybe get some stuff stuck in your intestines. But okay, like you said be before, Bob, uh, you've
1: got to separate the physical from the spiritual,
2: right? Exactly. You got to
1: separate because that because all that stuff you're talking about—being sick, eating an animal—that's this and that—that's all physical. That has nothing to do with
2: your spirit. Right. So once again, they're attacking the body. Okay. Yeah. See, they're going after the body because those of us who are saved, all right, we know it starts with our spirit. We understand right. that we understand our body's junk, at least for now. But the rest of the world, they're all about their flesh. Okay. So they're gonna enter in through the flesh for these guys. Okay, they're gonna start with the flesh, which ends up condemning their spirit Right. for the mark of the beast. Us mm-hmm. we believe in our spirit that ends up glorifying our flesh later. Yeah. See it's what the I'm opposite saying? way, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. The
1: Greg, do, do you do you know that verse that talks about don't fear those who can kill the body,
0: but can kill the soul? Yeah,
1: you know? don't, yeah, yeah. Don't fear, don't don't fear uh, the, the one that can kill the, the those something like that. It's like don't uh, fear, well, don't fear something that can kill the body, but fear the one that. Yeah, can I know kill what you're talking about. That is uh, that's in
0: uh, that's in Luke uh, Matthew ten twenty eight.
1: Yeah. Okay. 1028. Yeah. I, can,
0: I can so it, that.
1: It just reminded me of that verse when Bob was talking about that, that they're, they're all worried about their body and, and that, you know, that it's going to get killed or whatever. And it's like the, the, you know, fear. Yeah. Fear not them, which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but fear him, which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You see that's the, that's the key. And and what is the deciding thing on that? It's neither the body nor the soul. It's the spirit. That's right. So that's right. don't, don't – yeah, I would say focus less on that um, and focus more on – certainly what, what it could become as a stumbling block to somebody if you're talking about, well, don't do that. To, don't do this to your body. Don't take this. Don't do that. Because then they'll be like, well, wait a minute what does that have to do with, with, with me believing anything? And it's like, oh, well, it really doesn't. So focus more on, hey, this, some people simply need to repent, which is basically change their minds, change it 180 degrees from, I can do everything on my own and do whatever I want. And there's no repercussions there to there is a living God that, you need to believe in and call upon his name and you'll be saved. And that's, that's the big deal right now. That's where we really need to be focused on. Well said. Well said. brother.
0: I think this is a good spot to stop. So what we can uh, do is pray that all these people who are lost, obviously we need to pray for them because man, what I experienced that day, you, they do not want to be experienced. You don't that. wish it on anybody. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. My worst enemy, yeah. um, folks. It's important to get saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we we are here for you. Uh, please, um, what we're gonna I'm gonna do is put up our am uh, gonna put up our email address so you can email the panel uh, and the point you want to here, Info at uptime.church. That's info at uptime.church. Are you got any questions? Let us know. Um, but for the most part, we we do try to answer all the questions on a live stream. Okay, we try to do it as a community, as a group. Just to keep that in mind. Okay, but we all thank you for coming on. And uh, Lord willing, we'll see you next week.
2: Amen. Amen. God bless. Amen. Take care, everybody. God bless.